The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents a 25th Silver Anniversary College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, here's your host, Phil Houck. Millions of words have been written and spoken about it. A 10-2 season that included a berth in the college football playoff, oh, and a pandemic, guarantees that Notre Dame football 2020 will not soon be forgotten. Conference affiliation, quarantines, vaccines, social distancing, and contact tracing. Oh my. Canceled games, a reshuffled schedule, limited attendance, no tailgating, a win over number one ranked Clemson, 10 straight victories to start things off, and two losses to end it. Mind-boggling to say the least. But now, Awusu Koromoa, Eichenberg, Tremble, Ian Book, and 10 others have ridden off into the NFL sunset. That talented core group posted an impressive ledger mark of 43 wins and eight losses over four seasons. And that kind of eye-popping accomplishment has the 2021 Irish on the spot as they look to prove that the last four years were not just a temporary phenomenon. Indeed, this year's hypothesis says that the Irish are out to show is that Notre Dame football is a program that can be counted on to remain among the nation's elite every year, no matter how much talent drains. So in the offseason, Brian Kelly has been playing mad scientist with lots of variables as he looks for another winning formula. Up the depth chart moves Foskey, Keyes, Lindsey, Austin, Bracey, Carell, Bo Bauer, and Houston Griffin. All will be counted on to take their games to new levels. Also mixed in have been carefully calculated measures of newcomers like freshman left tackle Blake Fisher, quarterback Jack Cohn, defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman, and a dump truck, grad transfer Kane Madden. And as with any experiment, there are controls. Dr. Kelly is happy to welcome back veterans like Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree, Avery Davis, Michael Mayer, Jarrett Patterson, Kyle Hamilton, Kurt Heinisch, Drew White, and Myron Tagliavoa Amosa. For certain, plenty of intriguing elements will make up the 2021 Irish, but there are many unknowns and few sure things and counted on to pull it all together will be the longest tenured head coach at Notre Dame since Newt Rockney. In fact, with four more wins, Brian Kelly will become the all-time winningest ND head coach. The first results of this season's experiment will be revealed this week against a historically great, but most recently down program at Florida State. At a special time and on a special date, Labor Day weekend Sunday during prime time. And Dr. Kelly's grand experiment will move from theory into observation with cautious hopes of a grand conclusion. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling, Raise the bar with only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. This is Fighting Irish Preview. 
The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Sharon McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Sharon McCulloch comes in with a full service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Sharon McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. Sure McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Sure McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus they're AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. Sure McCulloch. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. This is Art Salzburg. Congratulations, Phil and Tim, on 25 years of Fighting Irish Preview. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Tim Priester, it is always good to talk to you. And on the occasion of the kickoff of our 25th year, I offer you thanks and congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you to you too, Phil. This is actually my 40th year covering Notre Dame football, so we got all kind of anniversaries this year. Yeah, we do. Those are some big numbers for both of us, pal. Hey, listen, let's. Uh, we have so much to talk about, obviously, but you know, the first thing I would like to do is put a postscript to the Rose Bowl. That was actually the last time we talked right before the Rose Bowl, at least on the radio. Uh, last January 1, college football playoff. Tim, Alabama was really good, and we knew it. So why couldn't Notre Dame match up? Well, I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, Phil, it was a skill position issue. And Notre Dame's cornerback situation was not good enough to handle Devontae Smith like so many other cornerbacks that faced him. Really, I mean, if you look at that game, and I, and I was really surprised when I reviewed it on, on the TV version of it because I mean, Notre Dame definitely held their own in the trenches against Alabama, but it was the skill positions especially early in the game, and then Notre Dame was playing catch-up. It was one of those games where Notre Dame had to play keep-away in order to hang in, and they gave up three quick touchdowns. It was difficult to do that. But I thought physically, 
uh, in the trenches, they were able to hold their own. So I, that is progress against Alabama, even though the outcome of the game and, and was very close. And, of course, 10 days later, Bama was an even bigger winner over Ohio State. That tells us something. And it, uh, as I wrote after that game, it came down to five-star athletes, and Bama has a lot of them. And Notre Dame's got a lot of talent, but just not a lot of five-star athletes. But it wasn't long after that game that Brian Kelly got to work, I think, on closing that gap because just three days after the Rose Bowl – he found a new quarterback. Why did they go into the grad transfer uh, portal to get that quarterback? And what are we getting in Jack Cohn? Well, you just needed more experience at that position. He has 18 starts. I think he's played in 25 games. We've come to find out he's a pretty low-key, uh, even-keel young man. So um, he's going to go into Tallahassee and um, – Uh, you know, have to deal with the elements. I know Florida State hasn't been up to Florida State level, but he just gives them a, he he just gives them some maturity. I think he's, uh, you know, at six, three and a quarter, he gives them size at the position that they haven't had in a while. I don't know that he's got a cannon for an arm, but, but he'll, he's a little bit more inclined to throw the football down the field. Ian Book was hesitant at times. So, he gives them veteran leadership. I, I don't know that it's a significant upgrade because they're, they're two different styles of quarterbacks. He's going to throw it more and I think throw it more effectively downfield and accurately, but he won't provide the running that Ian booked it. Yeah, I can tell you the one thing that really uh, impressed me, uh, a couple of things about Cone, and that was just seeing him at the first practice out on the field in the quarterback huddle, and he was tall, and that's something we just haven't had for a while at Notre Dame. And uh, secondly, interviewing him, you're talk, you're right about low-key, uh, but ice water is how I'd like to describe it, and that in a very respectful way. So I think he'll represent the program well. So we get the quarterback, and just a few days after that, Brian Kelly remained busy because Notre Dame then hired Clark Lee's replacement in Marcus Freeman. Freeman, arguably the hottest property in the country out of Cincinnati. Tim, what's the skinny on how a Marcus Freeman defense is going to look different from what Clark Lee was doing? Well, first of all, very difficult not to be impressed with Marcus Freeman. and And he's proven it on the recruiting trail. But as it relates to uh, you know, what, what he'll do defensively, it's going to be a much more aggressive attacking defensive front. They're going to blitz more. It's going to come from different levels. The whole idea is to try to confuse the opposing quarterback so he doesn't know where the pressure is coming from. Uh, that could open up some bigger plays on a back end on occasion, although they were pretty good about that at Cincinnati. So this is a guy that's diverse. You'll have more defensive fronts, three-man fronts, four-man fronts. And pressure's coming from a lot of different places. Okay, look for him to take more chances. And I'll tell you what, at that opening introductory press conference, he he just said everything right. And it, it inspired me to write an article about that press conference where I said, Marcus Freeman, you had me at hello. Uh, just <laughs> remarkable. So, a Notre Dame guy from, from the get-go. Okay, Tim, a huge talent drain occurred uh, with 14 players moving on to the NFL off of this team. Nine of them were drafted, five free agents. Uh, The Irish hope they have their quarterback position taken care of to replace Ian Book, but we're going to see a lot of new faces, uh, particularly on the offensive line. Talk about the offensive line because not only do we have new faces there, but we're going to see a freshman starting. Is that possible? It is possible, and Blake Fisher, the freshman that you're referencing at left tackle, was – 
He was an early entry. He came in the spring. He was extremely impressive. Never gets out of balance. This We're talking about a 330-pound guy that just played like a veteran in the spring. So, you know, he's one. Jared Patterson returns this, the center position, and then everybody else is different, or at least in, in uh, comparison to last year's starting line, including Kane Madden, a very highly regarded uh, transfer from Marshall. You will see uh, Zeke Corral moving over to the left guard spot and, and Josh Lug at right tackle. So it's a talented group, but as I've been trying to tell uh, Notre Dame fans that, that, that want to tell me about how talented they are and they're going to hit the ground running as an offensive line, it rarely works that way. It takes time playing together. Uh, it takes time gaining that cohesion and chemistry that's necessary on the offensive line. So I wouldn't expect the, the type of dominant line that last year's was, but I think as the season progresses, it can be a pretty good unit. Yeah, as that chemistry develops, these guys definitely have the talent to be a very, very good offensive line, but it will take time. Now, uh, catching the football is going to be an issue. Uh, ben Skoranek, Javon McKinley gone. So who catches the football this year? And is it finally the year that Kevin Austin turns from a unicorn into for real? Well, uh, we interviewed him this week. So that's a that's a sign right there that he, he's for real. He's had a really good preseason. And frankly, you know, I realize when you look at the statistics of this group, this collectively, this wide receiver group, that they don't have much to go on. But you do have five seniors there. And I really think that uh, – you know, to a large extent, they should hit the ground running. Uh, Jack Cohn has some experience. It, it, it's not uh, it's not rocket science to be able to throw the ball downfield in college football today. I think Notre Dame's going to be able to do that. Kevin Austin will be at the forefront of it. Braden Lindsay as well. Um, you know, you're going to see, uh, of course, Michael Mayer will be heavily involved in the passing game, and I think the running backs will as well. So it doesn't just have to be the wideouts that do all the heavy lifting. I think Tommy Reese has more uh, answers, more people to distribute the football to, and I think we're going to see that this year at um, at multiple positions. Yeah, you see just a depth of talent at all these positions, uh, including tight end, but of course Michael Mayer, uh, as Tommy Reese said, a chance to be the best tight end in Notre Dame history. Now, I would note that Tommy Reese is a lot younger than you and I, Tim, but uh, uh, Mayer, a great talent. But let's talk about the running back situation. Led by Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree, that figures to be a strength because there's other players at that position, but these two guys are really special. They really are. Kyron Williams proved himself last year in his first season of activity, and Chris Tyree was a true freshman. They got him involved as well. They're really, they're really clearly Kyron Williams is a starter, but they really consider them co-starters. And I think more frequently, we didn't see a whole lot of this last year, but you're going to see Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree on the field together with uh, Michael Mayer at tight end, and then somebody like you know, like a Braden Lindsay and uh, and Kevin Austin or Avery Davis and one of those guys. You put out five skill position athletes like that, you got a chance to be successful. We, Kyron Williams is wide receiver-like. Uh, at least that's what we saw during the preseason. Yeah, that's a great combination, and those guys can be a wonderful one-two punch. Chris Tyree, according to Avery Davis when I ask him, the fastest guy on the team. It doesn't really come as a surprise, but – Davis describes Chris Tyree as having ridiculous speed. You got to love that. Uh, a couple of words, Tim, about the quarterback situation. Now, we talked about Jack Cohn. He won the job in camp. But how have Drew Pine and newcomer Tyler Buckner fared? 
Well, Drew Pine has, since the day Ian Book walked out the door, he became the leader uh, of, of the quarterbacks. He, he did it, you know, during workouts, um, just being there for everybody on the team, especially the offense. So he has some leadership skills. You have the freshman, the true freshman, Tyler Buckner, who progressed as the spring went on. Uh, but, you know, really, this is this is Jack Cohn's offense to run. Uh, where would what would happen with the offense if they had to go to Pine? Of course, a, a, a smaller quarterback, a shorter quarterback, or an inexperienced guy like Buckner. I think uh, potentially there could be a fairly significant drop off, at least in the early games, uh, that those two young quarterbacks would have to play. Well, one thing I liked about Buckner in the spring is that he really distinguished himself for his dual threat capability. Man, that guy can run the football and is he his, really can? Yeah, he can do that, Phil. There's no doubt he has wheels. Yeah, that and that could be put to use uh, in a number of ways. Okay, another possible weapon. But let's talk about defense now. First, the defensive line, and we know Marcus Freeman uh, coming in. Things are going to change a little bit. The defensive line: uh, Myron Tagliavoa Mosa goes to defensive end. Kurt Heinisch in the middle that figures to be an area of strength well, there's no doubt about it and we were i mean i gotta be honest myron tagavaloa mosa watching him play defensive end in the spring we were very very surprised at how mobile how agile he is how quick off the edge he is now he dropped a bunch of weight in anticipation in anticipation of playing defensive end uh which is what he which is what he intended to play when he came in as a freshman except he said they recruited him when he was 250, and when he came in, he was 290. So they automatically moved him to tackle. But he's been very good. Kurt Heinisch is, is the foundation of that defensive line using the pandemic here to come back. And then, you know, they are they are so deep at defensive tackle. Jason Adamiola, Riley Mills, a heck of a combination. Isaiah Foskey at defensive end has to prove that he can be a, a, a consistent pass rush threat, which he – frankly struggled with going against the true freshman left tackle Blake Fisher during the spring. Well, that can be good and that could be bad. Foskey, we know, is a talent, though, but we also uh, have high hopes for Fisher at that left tackle. That's an important position. Uh, linebackers, Drew White and a lot of talent return, uh, but Owusu Koromoa does not return. How does Jack Kaiser fill those shoes? And, of course, talk about a key injury that has occurred at this position. Jack Kaiser's a good football player. He's not going to be as dynamic as Jeremiah Usukoromoa, but he does, I, you know, I to expect that he doesn't have to be that good. He just needs to be Jack Kaiser, which is a guy that is always around the football when he gets an opportunity. Now, the injury to Maris Leofau was really a blow. Um, you know, you, J.D. Bertrand is, is a guy that moves up into the starting lineup with Drew White and Bo Bowers there as well. It's still a good unit. But nobody had the combination of skills uh, at, at linebacker the way Maris Leofau did. So that's a blow. But it's still a very talented unit. Drew White is the leader of that group. And I think Bertrand and Kaiser, as new starters, will be able to handle their roles well. Okay, good. Let's move on to the secondary. Uh, two sure things. Kyle Hamilton, a force at safety. And Clarence Lewis returns for his second season at one quarter. But, Tim, that's only two guys, and you need a minimum of four, and, and and maybe five or six is better. Who is stepping up in the other positions? Well, the the word out of the spring, and, and we're still hearing some of it in the fall, but it especially came to spring, the Cam Hart went out and won the, won the job, which pushed 
Tariq Bracey to uh, to more of a nickel role, which I think will be good for him. And then, I, you know, but I still think there are concerns there. We don't know what Cam Hart can do. And then the spot opposite Kyle Hamilton at safety is going to be Houston Griffith and DJ Brown. And um, they haven't produced up to this point. Huge opportunity for them. Houston Griffith will get the start. Um, I just think that there are questions there in the secondary. If you ask me what is the biggest concern on the 2021 Notre Dame team, I would say defensive back first. And then just getting that chemistry along the offensive line, without a doubt. I, I but I like Cam Hart. You got to like a guy who's six two, uh, really great length. And uh, let's hope he steps up and plays well in that other corner slot. What Tim? One quick hit. Vegas has the ND uh, season over under on wins at eight and a half. I think that's a weird number, if you ask me. Where would you set that over under? I would set that over under at nine and a half. I, I think eight and a half is a is a funny number. Actually, it's a concerning number because nobody knows nobody knows better than Vegas, at least a, a, for a, a higher percentage of the time. So that concerns me. Seeing that, having said that, I still think this is this is still a ten or eleven win football team, unless you know something happens at quarterback or some of the, you know Kyle Hamilton guys like that. At some real key positions. Well, what does Vegas know? And you're America's foremost authority. Let's go with nine and a half. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 355th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Under Brian Kelly, Notre Dame is 9-2 in season openers. In Kelly's first ever opener in 2010, the Irish defeated Purdue 23-12. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. This is Fighting Irish Preview. It's ND at Florida State on Sunday in the season opener. TV coverage on ABC starts at 7.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, and Premier Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And this year, in honor of 25 years on the air... We will focus on the great running backs of the Fighting Irish preview years, the last quarter century. First up, a four-year monogram winner, three-year starter, and two-time team MVP, Autry Denson. Denson is Notre Dame's all-time leading rusher with 4,318 yards. Born in Lauderdale, Florida, Denson came to South Bend at the invitation of Lou Holtz in 1995. Known as a man of deep faith, 
Notre Dame seems to have been a natural fit. He made an immediate impact as a freshman with 695 yards and eight touchdowns and never looked back. Eye-popping numbers on each of his four seasons. Sophomore year, 1,179 yards. Junior year, 1,268 Senior year, 1,176 yards. And he finished his career with 47 total touchdowns. Denson went on to a five-year pro career and then went into coaching and was hired by Brian Kelly as the Notre Dame running backs coach in 2015. During his stint as coach, he coached up such greats as Josh Adams, C.J. Proceis, and Dexter Williams. Denson left ND after the 2018 season for the head coaching position at Charleston Southern University, where he has posted a two-season record of 8-8. Eight and eight. Tim, a great runner and a man of great faith. Autry Denson left his mark at Notre Dame. Yeah, Autry Denson was a great running back. He's a prince of a human being. He definitely is a man of faith. But he was, you know, he was such a workhorse uh, for Notre Dame, for, for Lou Holtz and just a, a, a great college running back. It didn't translate to the NFL, but I thought he maximized his ability at, at, at Notre Dame and was, uh, as I said, a workhorse, a guy that, uh, you know, Lou Holtz could feed him the football every Saturday, and he was uh, he was up for the duty every time. Yeah, Denson, besides his number one mark in the Indy record books for rushing, his 47 touchdowns are second all-time at Notre Dame, and this past spring – he published a devotional book entitled Running by Faith. Autry Denson, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Tim, last year, Florida State finished 3-6 and six and lost to the Irish midseason, 42-26. Mike Norval, now in his second season with the Seminoles, apparently is looking for a quick rebuild via the transfer portal. He has brought in nine transfers in all, and like Brian Kelly, he has brought in a quarterback. From 2016 to 2018, Mackenzie Milton led the University of Central Florida and was one of the better quarterbacks in the nation until suffering a devastating knee injury. Now, nine surgeries later, he has transferred to Florida State. But the quarterback situation is not settled Sophomore Jordan Travis, more of a dual-threat guy who played well against the Irish last year, is also in contention, and Brian Kelly said Monday that the Irish are preparing for both. Offensive line has been a weakness for the Seminoles the last few years. Look for Notre Dame transfer Dylan Gibbons as a likely starter on a young line. Florida State has a running game that was improved last season and will again be in the hands of junior Ja'Shawn Corbin, who is a big back, and sophomore Lawrence Philly, who averaged 9.6 yards per carry last year. Among receivers, FSU has brought in six foot two Andrew Parchment, who is a top receiver at Kansas. Also look for 6'4 early entry freshman Malik McLean to have an impact. After giving up 36 points per game a year ago, it would seem that the Seminoles have nowhere but up to go defensively. And just like on offense, FSU will again lean on transfers. Former Georgia defensive end Jermaine Johnson looked like a star in the spring, and Keir Thomas, also at defensive end, is another transfer who started 32 games at South Carolina. Last season, Florida State was 85th nationally in scoring offense and 105th in scoring defense. So needing a quick rebuild, Mike Norville has dipped deeply into the transfer portal in an effort to get this program with a proud history back on track. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? 
Florida State looked great on paper on the defensive line last year, too, and they were terrible. They were they were an awful defense. They gave up 5.1 yards per carry. This D-line looks really good, too. I think it will be better. I think they will be improved, but I still expect Notre Dame to run the football. But for me, Phil, the key, I, it's going to be Jordan Travis. I, I don't think McKenzie uh, Milton, he may play. He hasn't been healthy throughout the preseason. So, so I think it'll be Jordan Travis, and I think it's really simple. Keep him in the pocket and make him beat you with his arm. I don't think he's capable of doing that. He can beat you with his feet, and they averaged 5.1 yards per carry, so they did some good things offensively. I don't think Jordan Travis can beat Notre Dame with his arm. Keep Jordan Travis in the pocket because he is a dual threat, and that is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Well, I think it's going to be one of those senior receivers. And I and I and I want to say Kevin Austin out of the gate, but I'm going to say Braden Lindsay. I, you know, I think he's been he is really, really anxious to get the season started. He has a lot to prove. The proverbial chip on his shoulder belongs to Braden Lindsay. I think he's the guy that stands out. In, on the receiving end of passes from Jack Cohn against Florida State. Senior wide receiver Braden Lindsay is your Aspen Mortgage key Irish player this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report. Brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now at 21 Indiana locations. Tim, where do the Irish stand health-wise this week? And we got to talk about Maris Leofow and a devastating injury. Yeah, you know, when, when camp ended on a Thursday in Notre Dame Stadium, I guess it was like 17 days before the opener, you felt like, okay, they're actually going to get through the preseason without a season-ending injury. And then the following week, Maris Leofow uh, broke his lower leg and suffered a dislocated ankle. It's as bad as it sounds. Uh, he got he got leg whipped by Drew White uh, in in a practice. It's just unfortunate because I thought when I was asked which player would benefit the most from Marcus Freeman's defense, my answer was Maris Leofau. So he's a big loss, uh, but they do have backup talent there that uh, that should shine. Well, we will certainly uh, hope and pray for a, a, a good recovery for Leofau. Uh, but like you said, the one benefit that Uh, I really think the Irish have developed the last few years the most is depth. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction, brought to you by PolyPro. Beautiful lifetime warranty garage floors in one day. Check them out at polyprofloors.com. My wife and I are sure happy we did. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by seven and a half. What does America's foremost authority say? Phil, I don't think this is going to be a real pretty game. I think it's going to be one of those opening games where uh, where, where you see the talent. The, the, you know, Notre Dame lost nine guys to the draft, five free agents. You just don't walk in and, and replace that immediately. I still think it's going to be a very good football team. Uh, but but I think that they get, they get out of the gate slowly. Florida State still learning. They got a long way to go before they learn how to win football games. So I see it as kind of a slugfest. Uh, I, I like the under. I, I, I'm a little surprised at seven and a half, but I think that that reflects some of the improvements that Florida State has made and the, and the losses that the Notre Dame has incurred from a playoff team last year. So I like Notre Dame in this game. I, do, I don't think that it goes down to the wire, uh, 
but I also don't think that Notre Dame pulls away from Florida State, an improved Florida State that still has has much to prove. I've got Notre Dame 31, Florida State 16. Notre Dame 31, Florida State 16. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish illustrated prediction. No doubt, uh, it's hard to get a read on a team counting on so many transfers in their first game together. And of course, it's hard to get a read really on Notre Dame with the, the big talent trade. But I am confident in the Notre Dame defense will shut Florida State down. Notre Dame 30, Florida State 14. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Phil. Go Irish. And thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovel and Brett Rump. Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media.